0: Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozo.smtx.com. I wanna talk to you about Jesus this morning. You know, I felt like when I woke up this morning, I felt like the Lord said, just let everyone know Jesus is enough. Whatever you're going through right now, Jesus is enough. I know Christmas time is a difficult time for many of us in the room. It's kind of the end of the year. We're evaluating how the year went. We're evaluating our life. It also brings back a flood of memories of the past, maybe with your family, maybe with relationships you've had, maybe decisions and choices that you've made that just didn't work out very well. And it can be a time of great loneliness. It can be a great time of depression. It can be a time of oppression. It can be a time where the enemy just kind of wreaks havoc on us. But can I tell you, I believe that if we will just put Jesus at the front of all this, all that stuff will dissipate. Do you believe that? And a lot of times it's like, well, man, I just need to receive a healing. I'm gonna just offer one thing this morning. It's gonna be a real simple deal. I'm gonna offer you Jesus. Because see, if we receive Jesus, he's enough. What what if, what if the gospel was just Jesus? What, what if Jesus was big enough for the whole world? What, what, what if Jesus was not owned by Christians? How many of you know Jesus was not a Christian? Okay. Jesus is not owned by Christians. Jesus, God so loved the cosmos, the world, that he became flesh and blood so that he could get out in the muck and mire of our life and love us well. You know, I, I love it. Jesus said, listen, here's the reason why I came. I came that you might have life and life to the full. He Basically, he said, "I came that you would be fully alive." How I many said, "I'd like to be fully alive. I'd like to be more alive than I am." Anybody here? Anybody here just satisfied and say, "You know, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm fine. I don't think you'll ever get any better than this." If that's where you're at, you are dismissed. <laughs> dismissed. It gets better. It gets better. You know why it gets better? Because Jesus enlarges himself in us and through us. And it's not even about me as an individual. It's about the goodness of God, okay? It's the goodness of God living in me and through me. And so I wanna talk to you a little bit about that. You know, Paul, he's he's one of my favorites. He he seemed to think that Jesus was enough. Our, Our theme in this series is Jesus plus nothing. Do you believe that? I mean, do you really believe that? We have a lot of additives, don't we? A lot of add-ons, a lot of things that are kind of non-negotiable in our life. I had a friend, he's still a friend, uh, Tim Timmons wrote a book entitled Jesus Plus Nothing. That's kind of where we took the theme from. And I was, I was looking at Uh, some of the the thoughts in his book this morning. And and he says, what if Jesus is really all we need? He said, what if Jesus is God in flesh? What if Jesus is the name above all names? He's not limited to any socio-religious community, not even yours. There's a movement underway that's invisible to most people, and yet huge, widespread, and unstoppable, and just what Jesus wants to happen in the world. What if that's a reality? Do you believe that? Yes. And we get to play. We get to participate in that. So, right, so that's enough. Let's, let's jump into this deal here, because I'm going to... Uh, do something this morning that is kind of gonna to pull together everything that we've been talking about uh, in this series. And there, we're gonna look at the three words that um, we have been talking about. How many of you have enjoyed the series? Okay. In, in the, first, the first week we were together, we said Jesus is, or Jesus said this, this is in John fourteen six. Jesus said, he is the way. Everybody say, Jesus is the way. Do you really believe that? Yeah. John 14, 6, says 8, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. See, Jesus is saying, I'm enough. I'm sufficient for you. I'm the way. Now, we've been talking a lot about the way. How many of you know that we have free choice in life? okay. Some of you, right now, you're thinking about some of the good choices you made. My, my best choice in life, this side of Jesus, is sitting on the front row, okay? Lisa and I have been together 37 years, okay? Actually, we've been together longer than that, nearly 40, and we've been married for 37 years. The next row right there is probably the next best decisions I've ever made. I've, I've got uh, my son Joshua here, my son Caleb here, their wives. Beth, who's, who's going to have another little smothers here in, in, in March, and then uh, Allie, Caleb's wife, and then Ray, Ray and Sandra English have known Ray. How many years have we known each other, Ray? Longer than I've known Lisa. Ray, I'm not going to tell you how old Ray is. He's, you know, but he's, he's older than me. I'll just say that. So, um, about a few months, actually, actually a year, almost exactly a year. Um, uh, but you know, our choices, I've made some bad choices too. Any of you made some bad choices? It, isn't it amazing how the enemy just magnifies the bad choices? Can I tell you what? In the, in the kingdom of God, we are never forced to go the Jesus way. We're not. And, there, and we've talked a lot about there's, there's two ways to do life. You remember, remember this? He's, this is my attempt to draw a tree. Okay? We've talked about this a little bit if you've been around here. There's two trees. See, Jesus said it this way. Or Let's start in this tree over here. There's a way that seems right to man, right? But the end thereof is death. I won't write it on there, but you'll know this side is death. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life to the fullest. See, see the whole issue of these three words that we're gonna be looking at, actually, we're gonna look at four the way, the truth, the life, and then the joy that comes out of that, that Chris shared with us last week. But I want you to see this. Jesus says, these are three words that describe who Jesus is and why he came to planet Earth, these first three. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Now, let's talk about choice for a little bit. We we all make choices. But the choice of life on this side here is a relational choice to be in union, in connection with God, okay? If you've not received Jesus, then you're already in this side over here because this side is a tree, uh, the side uh, is, is a side of reasoning and religion. Hello? Yeah. Reasoning and... You ever struggle with reasoning? Got to figure this thing out, man. I mean, it just drives me crazy. I got to figure, I got to have a plan. Got to know what's going on. I could alleviate 90% of your problems if you just switch trees, okay? Because the tree of life says, Jesus, you're my only hope. If you don't come through, I'm not going to make it, okay? That's a good place. But it requires humility. It requires saying, I don't have this thing figured out I was never created. Now, one of the things Jesus is saying is, I'm the way, I'm the path, right? I like what Natalie said in her teaching. She said, Jesus is the journey, right? And so Jesus didn't say, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you a blueprint. I'm gonna give you a map and good luck. See, see, so much of religion teaches that very thing. This, this book right here, it's your map, it's your road, it's your... your uh, Blueprint If you just follow it, you'll be fine. Can I tell you what? You can read this book, cover to cover, try to do everything in it and not be fine. Right. Any of you yeah. tried that? It don't work. You know why? Because you are not created to follow a book. You're created to know Jesus. You' are created to know God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You are created to be in connection with him. He is the way. Okay, I'm not gonna preach your whole message again, uh, Natalie, but this way is a way of life. It's a way of the breath of life. You know where God breathed into mankind, the breath of life, and he became a living being? This, is a, this one here is a side of, of self-reliance, trying to figure it out. Get educated enough, get strong enough, uh, hang around with all the right people, make enough money. Can I tell you, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, okay? This side right here is the Jesus plus nothing tree, okay? That, that's what it is. See, Paul wrote an entire book in Galatians, first one of the first books in the New Testament that was ever written in the late 40s. And Paul, I mean, he comes out blazing guns saying, listen, you can't... Add on to Jesus, it's Jesus plus nothing. You read Galatians, it's Jesus plus nothing. The thing he was saying that was getting people off track is they were really trying hard. They were trying to keep rules and regulations. They're trying to put have Jesus plus performance, the approval of others, and then they get their worth. Can I, can I finish the equation out? If, if I were to have a long series title, I would say Jesus plus nothing equals nothing everything. Okay? You Hope you leave and you, you, Nathan, my son, said, Dad, I heard y'all singing that song Jesus, you know, before church started. He said, I can't get it out of my head. Can I say, I hope you can't get it out of your head. There's something about that name. Kings and kings, it's all going to pass away. But there's something about that name. There's something about Jesus that is bigger than you and your abilities, me and my abilities. I, I promise there are many, many, many people in this room much smarter than me. But you know what the best thing I've got going for me? I got Jesus, you know? And I was just thinking about it. My goodness, we, Jesus will hush a room, but we won't mention his name. Because why Paul said stuff like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. You know what I'm talking about? You know, this place could, should be packed out in every other one in this city and beyond, right? With this good news, God, Emmanuel, has come among us and lives among us. He's not just a little baby. He's the king of kings. And, 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 and I want you to get that. He's the king of kings. You know who that second kings is? It's you and me. We're royalty. He's the king of kings. And he wants us to get that, that he is living in us, wants to live through us. All right, we're taking too much time. Y'all got to listen quicker. All right. So <laughs> the way gets disconnected when man chooses his own way, He chooses religion. Can I say that? He chooses man-made ways to appease an angry deity. How many of you know God's not mad at you? Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not even ticked off a little bit. You know, whenever they, when they blew it in the garden, they switched trees and they went over, I like what Mike Barnett says, they started swinging from tree to tree. They're swinging from these two trees over here of uh, this two branches on this one here, you know, of good of, of a good and evil. And a lot of religion just says, you know, if, if we can just get you over from evil to good, then you're a good citizen in the kingdom of God. Can you, you're not in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God's over here. And there's only, there's only one branch that's bearing fruit. And that's Jesus, who's, who's, the, who's the, actually, I guess he's the vine. All right. Anyway, so we're going on here. So what happens here? We get disconnected. Scripture says in Colossians, Colossians 1.21. Somebody read that or show it on my, on the, the, there we go. Listen to what Paul says. He says, once you were alienated from God and enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. You see, this is where the enemy gets us. We're disconnected. We've lost the power source. We've lost the life source. And then we become discombobulated. Is that a good word? We become discombobulated. Lies begin to take over. Accusations begin to take over. And we, we form prisoner thinking. You know, what I mean? you know what prisoner thinking is? Jesus said he came to set the captives free. Prisoners free. He was. You know what it is? It's in our mind. It's our thinking. Pop that verse back up there again. What does it say? It says, we were alienated from God and enemies in our minds. Can I tell you what? God is for us, never left us, but we're alienated from him in our minds. We're enemies in our minds. And so that's the situation. We've been deceived. We've been lied to. So Jesus, the way, comes on the scene and becomes Jesus, the truth. Okay, it's right here. The way is, is how, you get, how you come fully alive. You get connected to God. You just say, Jesus, I need you. I receive you. But the truth is the power to be free. Okay, right? So back to our verse. Jesus said, said this. He says, uh, I've come that you might have life. No, that's not it. He says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So what was he talking about when he says, "I'm the truth." He's saying, "I am the truth that will dispel all lies. I'm going to free you from prisoner thinking, and I'm going to free you to be who God created you to be." OK? So I'm going to give you a couple more verses here. Some of you might want to write these down here. In John eight. 31, 32. Let's take a look at that. Jesus said it this way. He said, if you, talking to his disciples, if you continue my teachings, you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. And the next verse says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. What's he talking about? He said, listen, you're gonna understand how to be really, really free. I'm going to show you how to do that. And I'm going to show you why I came to do that. Look at Galatians 5.1. Let's take a look at that. Galatians 5.1. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm. Don't let yourselves be burdened again to the yoke of slavery. What's he saying? Freedom is the end game. That's why I came. I came that you might have freedom. Now, how do you get free? Starts out with choice, but... It looks like this. Freedom starts with revelation. Everybody say revelation. Revelation. What is revelation? It's a book in the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. Revelation means to unveil, take the mask off of, to make clear. Anything you know and receive from God, you know how you got it? You didn't get it from discovery. You didn't get it from exploration. You didn't get it because Pastor Joel told you you might've heard it and stuck in there, you you, you can recall it. But you know what? If you get truth, you get it through revelation. You remember remember Peter's talking to, Jesus says, who do you guys say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, you know, he's feeling kind of good about it. And Jesus looked at him, no, no, no. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that one to you, Peter. That, That was, that came from the revelation of God. You got revelation from God. So it starts out, truth comes from revelation. There's some of you already got some revelation this morning. It brought you to your knees literally, right? You know, wow, I adore you, God. I, I love you. I, 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 right? That's revelation. So revelation then leads to one of my favorite words, repentance. Nobody's smiling at me. Repentance, change your way of thinking, align with God's way of thinking. How many of you want to be free, fully alive? We've got to change the way we think because you know why? We are prisoner thinking. And Jesus came to set us free from prisoner thinking. You know what prisoner thinking is? Paul called it the elemental principles of this world. You ever heard that? It's in scripture, it's in, it's in Galatians and Ephesians. and Colossians. He, just, he keeps talking about these elemental principles of this world. Elemental principles of this world are this. You you get what you earn. You work hard, you get a good wage. That's the elemental principles of this world. You perform right. You have the approval of the right people. Then you get your self-acceptance and worth, okay? There's only one problem. That's not how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God works like this. Jesus plus Nothing, okay? Some of y'all are going, what? Jesus, that's the truth that'll set you free. Now, so you get revelation, you repent, and you say, oh God, I've been thinking wrong. I, want you, I need you. You humble yourselves, and then what do you do? Ah, uh, we did a series on this, didn't we? You receive. You, you know what receiving is? I'm going to show you receiving. Lisa, would you stand up? Okay? If I go like this to you, look at Do you see her receive me there? She received me. I receive you back. All right? This is my wife, the, the one I've been with all these years. See, see, receiving is an embrace. We embrace, right? Does she have to do anything to get my love for her? What'd she do? She received it, right? She took it in. There, there is a surrendering into. Have you, have you ever gone in? Sit up, Joel. Have you ever gone in? Now, I know Joel's the guy of love, and so he's gonna, he gonna receive me, right? So I'm not worried about that. Ah, But there's somebody in this group that you're, you're pockering right now. You're going, oh man, if he picks me out of this crowd, I, 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 you know, and you're stiffened up already. And so there's a good chance you're not gonna receive me. You, know, you, ever, you ever done that? You ever stuck your hand out and somebody just stood there and <laughs> going, yeah, don't raise your hand if that happened to you. Hopefully it didn't happen this morning. You know what I'm saying? We, all we have to do is we, we step into, we receive. It's, but it comes at the point of revelation and repentance where we change our way of thinking. You know why somebody would not receive a hug or whatever? They had not got Revelation. And they, and they don't trust, and so therefore they can't receive. See, there's some folks right now, because you're not free, you don't realize how good Jesus is, you can't receive yet. You can't unwrap the gift. We'll put, throw in a Christmas metaphor, right? That's all we gotta do. We, we had an early Christmas at my place this weekend and have, have some, some uh, I almost said leftovers, but we have, have folks that stayed over. And... Uh, <laughs> You guys are more of the leftovers. And, and, but you know what? We had lots of gifts. It was fun. But it wasn't until we, we didn't really receive those gifts until we opened them up and saw them and played with them and all, right? Now, let, let's keep on going here. So, we, Jesus is the way, the truth. All right, what is he? Life. I'm gonna say this, he's, he's more than just life, he's our life source. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times life, you say, yeah, he's my life, Jesus is my life. Is he really? Is he? Is, is, he, the one, is, he, the, is he the one that you go to? Now, there's choice in the way, right? And there is revelation and repentance and reception of the truth, so what, how do we live this life out? Once we receive the truth that sets us free, how do we live that, out, that life out? This Jesus plus nothing. Well, how do you live relationship out? The Bible, Jesus gives us a couple of words, okay? We're gonna look at those words right quick. Okay, the first word, Is he says again, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But then he says in Matthew 11 something very interesting. This is in the um, Message translation. Okay, look at this. Jesus said, "Here's how you receive the life source, which is me." He said, "Are you tired?" These are Jesus' words. Are you tired? Sound like a commercial. (laughs) Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Okay, have I got a deal for you? I miss what Jesus is telling these guys. Because they were, guess why? They were tired. They were worn out. They were burned out on religion. What did he say? Need a hug? Come to me. Come to me. And he says, get away with me. What does that mean? Get away with me. Somebody said, hey, you want to get away with me? Depending on who it was, that would be a good deal, wouldn't it? Jesus saying, come on, listen, you're gonna have to pull away from all of the things that are distracting you and taking you on there. get away with me and you will recover your life. You know what he's doing? He's taking them right back to the way. He's saying, you've got to choose to jump out of this, trying to figure it out, trying to be good enough and just say, I receive, Papa, Jesus, I love you. Can I crawl up in your lap? And he goes on, listen to what he says, get away, you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. First word here I want you to see is rest. Everybody say rest. Rest. Wow. He says, you want a real rest? Walk with me, work with me, watch what I do. He didn't say, get out there and and do the best you can. He said, just just watch me, watch, watch me. Come to work with me. He says, Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Isn't that a great phrase? Well, that just makes me want to take a bubble bath. The unforced <laughs> rhythms of grace. Yeah, it's like, woo, yes. He goes on, he says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. How many of you have ever heard that in a sermon? I'm not gonna put anything heavy on you. I'm not gonna put anything ill-fitting on you. And he says, keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. See, Jesus is saying, it's, it's all about this word over here. Once you get revelation on that, I want you to rest. And then he gives another word in John 15, five. Let's take a look at that. He says this, and it's, you, you, most of you, we, we quote this just about every week. So some of you might go, I think I've heard that one. He said this, he said, I am the vine. I think Chris, I think Chris nailed this last week, but he's so good get the tape. Uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. So look, at your partner, look at your neighbor and say, you're you're your branch. We're branches. He's the vine, we're the branch. If you remain in me, he says, you need to rest and you need to remain. We've been using the word abide. That word abide is like your abode, your family, your home. Just be at home, he said, man, sit with me, be at home with me. He said, that, from that, you will bear much fruit. Now that doesn't make just a lot of sense in our, our world here. You work hard, you get what you earn, you reason it out, you perform, you do all that. And he's saying, no. Rest in me, remain in me, worship with me, get to know me, know, cultivate fellowship with the one who lives inside of you. See, see, fruit flows out of union, okay? This branch is connected to the vine, and, and I say this a lot, but here's what, here's what fruit is. Fruit is excess life. All right, let me say it again. Some of you didn't get it. That was really a good point. It's, it's like Jesus is this taproot. He's the trunk. He's the, the whole. I mean, the illustration is a, a, a vine, a, a, a grapevine, but we don't know anything about that. Most of us around here just think of a tree and all the life flowing out of that apple tree, flowing up, and it flows through the branch all the way through. So much life in that thing that it pops out and it's juicy fruit okay? Jesus is saying, listen, you just become so intimate with me. You fall so deeply in love with me that you just slosh all over people everywhere you go and fruit just comes out. Now, here's something interesting about fruit because fruit is something that we bear. He says, we'll bear much fruit. We'll produce much fruit. But fruit is also something that we eat, right? I want you to see this. way. Natalie, truth, Dustin, wasn't that a good word? And guess what? A life, that's Steve, we're still in process. And guess what happens? When you begin to live this life of rest and remaining in Jesus, fruit begins to flow out. And it looks like this. Let's look at look at uh, Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. This is from the... Um, Passion Translation. It's gonna look a little different, but I love it because it says what I want it to say. Here's what it says. (laughs) Just being honest here. Because a lot of times we get this part wrong. Look how it starts out. He says, the fruit produced by the Spirit. It's the Spirit of Jesus in us, right? As we're remaining in Him, we got the truth, we're remaining in Him, we're resting in Him. He says, the fruit produced by that relationship within you is what? Come on, man, that was puny. <laughs> Divine love. What did Jesus say? He said, listen, I give you a new commandment. Love other, other people in the same way I loved you. And by this, the whole world will be changed. They'll know you're my disciples by the way you love one another, right? And so what he's, he's saying, he said, You get the love thing here and it just begins to flow out. But catch this. He says, the fruit produced by the spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. You know what he's saying is? He's saying that the overflow of this life of remaining is love. All right, I just gave you the key to evangelism. Everybody say it, love. The problem is, if we're, if we're disconnected, we can't love like Jesus loved. And we give this kind of artificial, inauthentic thing that is kind of plastic fruit. You know, I mean, you ever, you ever seen, you've been to somebody's house and you see, that apple really looks, have, have, you know, and you, you grab an apple and, you, and it's, it's plastic. It's not, it's not really an apple, Right? Now, catch what he's saying here. He says, the fruit of the Spirit, singular fruit, is love. And love looks like this. Look at the first thing he says. Love looks like joy that overflows. What did Chris talk about? Joy, joy that overflows. Whenever we are living from here, we're gonna have the way, the truth, the life, and it begins to overflow in such a way that lives are transformed. First us and then others. And what it looks like is this. We're simply reflecting or representing who God is to others. Evangelism just got easier because being a good news teller is now just representing who Jesus is living in you and through you. But it's it's also releasing the spirit of God. You know, when I was a young man, just hungry for the things of the Spirit of God, I came across an Episcopalian uh, um, pastor's book. Well, pastor, whatever it be. He, <clears throat> I think he was a bishop. And I began to read it, and he began to talk about the release of the Spirit. And I like that language, because he's talking about, you've got the Spirit of God living in you. But when he begins to overflow is when life transformation happens around you. And so that's God's heart for us. So guess what? We're right back to where we started, okay? Jesus, the way. And from this place here, say you're talking to somebody and they're like, dude, I just, you look like you're lit up like a light bulb. Some of you have had that experience this week. Maybe they didn't say it that way, but I, some of you have actually told me that. You know what they're seeing? they seeing Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're seeing that. You know, and they're going, there's something about that crazy person. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I mean, they're seeing your master, your savior. And so, you know, I like what, what, what Peter says. He says, listen, here's how you do this thing. Just always be ready to give an account of the hope that's in you. See, somebody says, man, you're lit up like a light bulb. Yeah, I know it's Jesus. That's my hope. Can I tell you, I, I, I don't do so good without Jesus. You ought to see me without him. He, I'm not doing good at all. But he's, he's yours. He's yours if you want it. So, so well, okay, I, okay, I want him. So what do you do? You say, but you gotta make a choice. okay. Because contrary to some teachings and thoughts, Jesus is not a band-aid. We're not talking about Jesus plus a whole bunch of other religious stuff. I'm talking about Jesus plus nothing. You know, it's interesting on that fruit of the spirit. uh, Can you pop that back up, the the fruit of the spirit? Mark, I know you can't, but okay. uh, (laughs) It says, the last one, it says, strength of the spirit. In most versions, you would have learned that as self-control. But that the actual word, strength of the Spirit, you know what that is? That's strength of the Spirit. It means lordship. When you say, my choice is to move from one tree to the other, to defect from darkness into light, to say, Jesus, be my Lord, I need you. I'm not gonna make it. It's, it's simple as repenting, once you have the revelation and then receiving embracing there's some there's some here today and you're you're like yeah but I got I got all kind of needs and stuff can I tell you what you you got one need jesus because jesus wants jesus knows invite him in and say jesus oh jesus i need your help on my marriage jesus I'm scared to death about physical, whatever situation. Now, can I tell you what? Jesus is the one who brings healing emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus today. Guess what? Because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, not only did God come into the world, Emmanuel with us, but He paid the price of all of our sins so that we could be free of our prisoner thinking and walk out of shackles into hope and freedom. But it still requires repentance and receiving. I changed my mind. I'm no longer in control. Jesus, I need you. I'm surrendering today to you. And that's in any area of your life. So I'm gonna ask the, I think the worship team is not here yet. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward, and I'm going to let you see them. And I'm going to ask our prayer folks to come forward as well. And this morning, if, if you're here and you have, you have need, you only have one, and that's Jesus. And I hope when you go home, that song haunts you in a good way. Because Jesus really is the answer of all our needs. Let's stand together. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we make room in our end. We make room for you, Lord Jesus, to not just be another add-on, but to be preeminent, to be Lord, to be King, Whatever whatever need we have in our lives, Lord, at this time, God, we submit it to you. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.